The doors were locked for fear. Maybe we need to set the context. The week prior to that, Jesus, this man whom they'd followed and listened to and who had been teaching and preaching, who'd been healing, who'd been doing miracles, who had sent some of the disciples out two by two and had brought them back, this one who they thought might be the next great leader of the Jews, the one who they thought might be the Messiah, the one who they thought might come in with an army and save them from the Romans, had been betrayed, had been handed over, nailed to a cross, died, buried. But now, according to one of the women, Mary Magdalene, she said, I've seen the Lord. She was the first evangelist. She was the first preacher. And that was her message. I've seen the Lord. And so she had gone back to tell the rest of the disciples about this. And what did they do? Did they rejoice? Did they get excited? Were they, were they, were they, were they filled with the Spirit and just, you know, um, singing praises and, and hymns? Um, no. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> they were behind locked doors. For fear. I mean, one, it was very pragmatic. They knew what happened to other um, people who followed someone who said that they were the Messiah. Basically, what happened was they would kill the leader and then they would find the rest of the followers and they would put them to death as well because Rome, that's how Rome kept the peace. And so it was very pragmatic, right? I mean, we're, gonna, we're, we're afraid, so we're going to lock the doors. We're going we're gonna to stay inside. I mean, what do you do when, I mean, you know, what does your dog do when there's a thunderstorm? Most people, right? Hide. Dog is going to find some place to, to bury themselves, you know? Whatever, some small space where they feel really, really safe. We do the same thing when we're afraid. We begin to make our world really, really small. Because the smaller we can make it, the safer that we feel. We draw things around us to comfort us. We, we lock the doors metaphorically, because of fear. And there are lots of things that can scare us. I mean, you know, public speaking is, people are more afraid of public speaking than they are of death. You know, I'll be real honest, this morning, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to go in my office and lock the door. Because we're doing something new here. There's lots of new stuff going on. And it could go very badly. And I'm afraid. Why? Because I want to look good. Right? I mean, I, I, want, it, I want it to go right. I, I don't want to suffer criticism. I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Ever had to give a report at your job? And you're worried that you haven't prepared well enough or that 
the data is not just right or that it's, it's not sexy enough or it's not beautiful enough or there's too many slides or not enough or whatever because fear makes us contract back into ourselves. And then what often happens, I think, is that then, then we, we, we hinder the gifts and the opportunities that God is giving to us because we're afraid of something. Maybe we're afraid of what our mom and dad might think, even if they're not still alive. Maybe we're afraid of what our spouse will think. Maybe we're afraid of what our friends will think. Maybe we're just afraid to take a chance because we've been hurt before. And so there, the doors are locked for fear. And Jesus comes and says, Shalom, which we translate as peace be with you. A very common greeting in that time. Really, it's another way of saying is, is may God give you every good thing. I mean, what a blessing that is, right? To, to greet someone that way. I think it's in Thailand where, um, and, and, and if somebody knows this for, for a fact, correct me if I'm wrong, where the greeting is namaste, right? And what does that mean? Who knows what that means? Aaron, do you know what that means? The light within me honors the light within you. I mean, it's a greeting of peace. It's a greeting of blessing. It's a, it's, it's, it's a greeting. But that word peace, that, that word shalom, means more than just peace, like let there not be conflict. It, it, it really is about well-being. Let everything be well in your world. May, may God give you every good thing, and, and, and not just for you, but for your family and, and for your community and, and, and for all of that. And, and we believe that that is what God is, is, is seeking in the world, that, that what God really desires for us is that we would have that shalom, that we would have that peace that passes understanding. Not that everything is, is you know, not that we're not afraid, not that, we're, not, not that there isn't conflict, um, but that there is a well that we're seeking for a well-being that is different than the well-being that we think is well-being in our world. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But he comes to them and he says, "Shalom, peace be with you." Yeah, right. <laughs> They're locked. The doors are locked because of fear. And this is the first time that the disciples are seeing him in the Gospel of John. And it's interesting, of course, John, John makes a big deal about he, he shows him his hands and his side, and, and, but they don't really say anything other about that right at that moment. And they say, they just rejoice because they saw, the, they, they saw the Lord. They rejoice because they saw the Lord. They were in Christ's presence now, and they were being awakened to something new. I mean, can you just imagine for a minute? Just, just imagine. Someone that you know has died. You've, you've been with them. You've seen them suffer. You know, you, you, you had friends that told you they were buried. And now you're, you're with them. And here the person comes and, and you recognize them in physical form with you, not just you, but with everybody in the room. 
I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd be a little freaked out. I, I think I would be maybe even more scared. But it said they rejoiced because they saw the Lord. And then he says, as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. This wasn't, this proclamation or this this word means that what Jesus was up to in the world wasn't just for those who knew him. It wasn't just for Jesus. It wasn't, it wasn't just some, you know, uh, some, something that happened to Jesus so that God could show God's power for no other reason. But Jesus was sent so that then others would be sent. Jesus came to serve so that others could be sent out to serve. That those who come to believe in Jesus and become awakened to this new life and this new reality and this new way of being, we we aren't supposed to just then then lock down our doors and go, okay, well, we're just just waiting for heaven to come. We're just waiting for the end of times. We're just going to gather in our huddle here in church and we're going to be happy and and, and so wonderful that we can sing and lift up Jesus' praise and, and do all that and then we can go home and just go about whatever we're doing on our own and not worry about it. As the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. We are then to be the ones to be sent out to work for the well-being of society, of the creation, of every person to seek well-being. What does that mean? That means physical safety and that means appropriate food, and that means being a productive part of society. That we would be the ones sent out to, to talk about those things and to work for those things in the way that Christ was sent out, and the way Christ was sent out was to give all of himself in the name of God. And so how do we then, as we're awakened to this ministry, break out of the fear that we have about doing things like that? I mean, it's a lot scarier to come into a meeting where you're a manager and you've got to discipline somebody and come into that meeting thinking this is a valuable person in God's sight. Because what you'd really like to do is you'd like to smack them upside the head and say, get your stuff together. But that's not what you do. You honor the person. And yes, you have to discipline and you have to guide and you have to correct in that situation, but you honor the person. And we seek to honor the people that are around us in such a way that we are willing to correct each other. We are willing to guide each other in a loving manner. We are also willing to expend ourselves for each other with our time and our talents and our resources so that other people might be awakened to what is in them. Because we aren't sent out on our own. That's the thing. It's like, I think we, we get afraid because, well, I'm here I am. I'm sort of out here on my own. I mean, when you do something that's new to you, when you do something that's different, it, it, it's scary. It's, it's new. It's different. And your brain, you know, your brain is designed to keep you safe. It doesn't like new things. 
If you felt a little uncomfortable coming into this worship service today, it's because your brain was telling you there's something different. Be afraid. Instead of saying there's something different, isn't that cool? Because that's just what our brain does. And so when God awakens us to ministry and awakens us to, to being sent out, it, it can, we, can, we can have fear, but that's where we have the community. And that's also where we have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Here in this passage is, is John's Pentecost. And you know, at Pentecost, which is, and Pente means, means 50, and it's 50 days after, after Passover, which after Easter, um, we'll celebrate Pentecost in 50 days. And, or not quite 50 days, but, it, you know, it's where the Holy Spirit comes and, 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 and falls on, on the disciples, on the people gathered there. But here, this is like the Pentecost for John, because Jesus breathes on them, which is singing the Old Testament tune of God breathing on that lump of clay, and breathing God's Spirit into the first human being who becomes animated with the Spirit of God. Jesus breathes on them. We are never alone in ministry, in life, in work, when we seek the well-being of others in faith, because the Spirit is with us. And this Spirit... You know, I mean, it's not Casper the Friendly Ghost. This is the Holy Spirit. This is the Spirit that, that moved over the, the, the nothingness, the watery chaos in the beginning and brought forth life. This is the Spirit that brought Jesus back from the dead. This is the Spirit that animates everything that is, everything that will be, that animates you and me. We have been given within us the most powerful resource that there ever will be, and that is the very Spirit of God. And yet I know for a lot of us the doors are still locked for fear. We're afraid to share that Spirit that is within us oftentimes because of how our friends might think about us because of how we might be perceived. We might be afraid to share uh, with, with, with other people what's going on in our lives uh, due to our faith or the things that we're committed to due to our faith because um, of experiences that we had with other people who sort of beat us over the head with the Bible and, and their faith, which seemed very fake to us, but maybe was real to them. Maybe you're afraid because there's something going on in your life that you are ashamed of, afraid to share with somebody else. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is awakening you, me, us to ministry. The power of the Spirit is available to us at every step and turn in whatever stage of life we are in. When we open ourselves to that and we, when we take those steps out, we're still going to be afraid. But the Spirit will help us unlock those doors to break through whatever it is that's holding us back so that we might be made new, that we might show forth this new life that is in Christ that we have already been given, that is awaiting for us. And so, may you 
break through those doors. May you be awakened to the ministry that Christ is calling you to. May you be emboldened in the ministry that you are already carrying out. May Christ and His Spirit, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, live in and through you in a powerful way to break out of those locked doors. Amen.